0: What's good Wizards fans? Welcome to the Locked On Wizards Podcast. It's your host, the real Ed Oliver and Brandon Scott. The Washington Wizards have made a hire. Michael Winger from the Clippers as president of Monumental Basketball. Let's talk about it.
1: You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team
0: every day. I want to so thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. So if you have not heard, the Washington Wizards, per uh, Adrian Wojnarowski, have hired a former. Los Angeles Clippers General Manager Michael Winger. He has agreed to become the president of Monumental Basketball, which delivers him full leadership of the Washington Wizards. He will also oversee the WNBA, the team, the Mystics, and the G League Go-Go. So they finally made a hire. He is not the general manager, but he will be the president of Basketball Operations, which is a big title upgrade for him, probably upgrading salary as well and just more Autonomy and overseeing uh, uh basketball operations for sure. So, uh, Brandon, what are your first initial thoughts about the hire? This is actually an outside hire here. Uh, what are your first thoughts with hiring uh, Michael Winger?
1: Yes, sir. This is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about. This is a good move, man. I'm ah, oh, man, great move outside hire. I mean, his pedigree, if you look at the guys he learned under Sam Pressy. Um, Danny Ferry. I mean, the list goes on, man. He he knows what he's doing. I mean, you know, looking at his track record, just, I'm very excited, very happy. Our prayers were answered. Thank you, Lord, because <laughs> this is a good move, man. I mean, this is a step in the right direction. I mean, look, I'm uh, let me let me get this out the way. Ten Leon says, I've I've been hard on you, called you a cornball a few times. Look, man, my bad, because I'm saying you, today you get my respect, man because this is a big move. This is a really good move because this is the move I wanted because, especially if you look at the fact that he gave him that much control and he oversees the whole basketball operation, we can still go get a good quality GM. That is an overhaul of the front office that we need. That's bringing in competent leadership to the front office, guys who know how to draft, know how to trade, know how to evaluate players. I mean, this is what I'm talking about. If we can go out and get that GM and we can overhaul the scouting department, This front office is what we need, and this is a step in the right direction. Now, the fact that he um, the telling us is willing to give him full autonomy and he is cool with a rebuild, let's go. You know, let's go because my firm belief is this. This team needs to rebuild, start over, start young, build this team up, like we did before. Look, John Wall, you know, we, we drafted John Wall, and we steadily added pieces to the draft, and then when it was time to add those pieces to start competing and contending, you know the Marquise Morris's, the Gortats. You know you make those trades, but you know Bill so, you know, drafted here. John wants to draft go Bill through the draft, and then add those pieces when they need. Because like you said, that you know with Tellyon says asking for a five year plan. I'm not even mad at that because to me that's that's competency and ownership. That's taking responsibility. That's saying look, we need to have a plan. You know a five year plan. That's what I'm talking about. Instead of just you know for the next five to ten years, we're just going to try to run it back and go to playing. No, this shows that Tellyon says he's riding on the wall. He's listening to the fan base and he's listening to the league. They're saying, look, you need to build from the top down, you know, leadership, front office. This is what I'm, oh, I'm very excited because like I said, his track record, man, speaks for itself, speaks for itself. You know, and we can still go out there and get a GM that's, that adds more experience. That adds more pedigree to the front office. I mean, this is the, this is a great move. And this is a move that we needed for a long time. And look, my hat goes off to the ownership. This was a good move. Took a little bit. But this is a good move and a good step in the right direction for the Washington Wizards.
0: Yeah, it's an awesome step. They they hired a good basketball mind, Michael Michael Winger, a guy who's been around winning, who's been, he has been around winning with Cleveland uh under Danny Ferry, and then he's been around been around winning. In OKC with Sam Presti when they had KD, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, and then he moved on uh, to the Clippers and they've been to a Western Conference finals. You can say what they want. You can say what you want about Paul George and Kawhi Leonard with the injuries, but they've done something the Wizards haven't been able to do since 1978, 1979, which is make it past the second round. And Michael Winger has been a part of that. so um, And he's been part of a rebuild or a retool as well. He had to trade Blake Griffin. Uh, for Harris and a couple of picks and they built around that they got a, they made their they he took advantage of their first round picks and drafted sga so um and they're not done yet he still has to hire a gm ava wallace reported that he is going to be fully a part of hiring a gm we're going to talk about the rebuild part um in a couple minutes but yeah the athletic article said that he's going to have full power to actually rebuild this team if he wants to which is just it's mind-blowing it's mind-blowing that ted would actually do that i just and and you know who knows what's gonna happen. I don't think he's gonna move on from West, but you know we'll see what he does in the next couple of weeks, um, or yeah, next couple weeks or months. But um, I think it's, I think it's an awesome hire. I mean, this guy is a is a good basketball mind. Uh, a lot of people say that he's good with the salary cap as well. The salary cap, you know where the Wizards are at right now. Um, so I'm 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 intrigued by this. I think it's a heck of a hire. They got a guy with a good track record that can come in. and I think he's gonna make changes and they are really giving him full autonomy. He's got to look over the Mystics as well. He's got to look over the Capital City Gogo. So, I have nothing good, but good things to say about this, man. I think Ted, he did his due diligence. Um and the, the clock was ticking for sure and he he finally uh made the hire. So, um I did want to get into some of his moves, uh what we liked and what we didn't like about his moves. Of course, we talked about uh, the SGA draft pick. That was a good draft pick and then Blake Griffin, he traded him. So, uh, you know, what were your thoughts about some of the moves that he's made uh, as a as a L.A. Clipper uh, GM? And he was under Frank Lawrence, who was their operational uh, director of, of basketball operations as well. You know, he he did pick up Russell Westbrook. He traded for Norman Powell, brought Robert Covington. He did draft SGA, traded Blake Griffin for a couple for a first round pick and Tobias to Harris. And he traded Tobias Harris to the Sixers. They drafted SGA. They were able to trade him for Paul George, and and they uh, gave up five first-round picks, but they went all in. They tried to buy in and go big, which, you know, I would have did the same thing, trading, uh, trading SGA, SGA for Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, especially when Kawhi Leonard picks you. You were a free agent destination, Kawhi Leonard picked you, so he was a big part in bringing in Kawhi Leonard as well um, and them going all in. Then he had to fire Doc Rivers, which is a big move there, brought in Tyron Lue. So he's made some good moves and brought on. draft to Terrence Mann, a late second round or early second round pick, late first round pick. So he's made a good move in finding guys, finding uh, talent. Now the only thing, the bad thing in his draft, he did draft Jerome Robinson, the former Wizard, who's not in the NBA any longer. That didn't work out. He was the first. He was in, he was in the first round, a lottery pick. So he's had some hits and some misses, but more times than not, he certainly had some hits. So showing that he traded Blake Griffin shows that you know he's not he's not he's he's familiar with coming into a situation where the star player may be on the tail end of his career or you know you see the direction of the team and it's just not really going into a future where you see a whole bunch of winning or getting past the second round.
1: Well, he I mean you hit the nail on the head. He made risky moves that you know, if you don't hit on those moves, they're unpopular moves and they get you fired. But you have to make those risky moves. And that's why I like his track record, man, because he made moves that were necessary. Look, Blake Griffin, like I, I, I like Blake Griffin's game. I follow him ever since he was Oklahoma, but he's not a guy you can build around. He's a he's a complimentary piece and it showed that in L.A., you know, so he, moving him to Detroit, getting him off the books. Great move. I mean, he made like, firing Doc Rivers. I mean Doc Rivers has a name in the NBA. You know, he's a he's a guy that's been in the NBA for a while. So if you fire a guy with that pedigree, you know, look, you better have a good reason or you better have a really good replacement coming in because if you don't hit that next year, you can lose your job. He made moves that are risky but are necessary moves. And that's that what you haven't seen in DC. In DC, you know, it is it's it's okay to be loyal, right? but we tend to be loyal to a fault where we hold on to a guy or we we overpay for a guy or we give these a guy these amenities in his contract that obviously he's not on the tier to have and it gets us in trouble. And we've been guilty for that for a long time, man. You know, we're too loyal. You know, there's time to cut bait. There's time to get value. And especially with the young guys, you know, really, you know, we could have got more. We, we have to do fast. You know, are we going to move Denny Williams' time if we don't resign him? You know, those are questions. And I think that, that is the biggest key proponent to him is that he's willing to make these moves that are necessary and may be risky, but are necessary moves. And that's what you need because I'm trying to tell you how did Bob Myers get to the point where he was making risky moves, you know, and hitting on them? You know, that's the thing about being a GM, man. You're not going to hit all the time, whether through the draft of free agency, not every big name free agent is going to come in here and get you a championship. You know, if you look at uh, you, uh, you said earlier, Kawhi Leonard and, and Paul George, any GM makes that move because. You know, number one, you had Kawhi. Kawhi made it known. He wanted another guy. You know, Paul George from L.A. He made it He made it happen. Four first-rounders, yeah, I mean, you you make a move for a Paul George, especially when you have a Kawhi Leonard. And we both said it, man, that they were just injuries is what derailed the Clippers, man. Just injuries because the talent is wild. But you hit the LA, He knows how to navigate around the, the gap space. He knows how to build a team where you may not have the amount of picks that you should or need, no, this is such a home run move, it's, it's ridiculous, man. <laughs> I'm happy because this was my target. This was my target, especially giving him full autonomy. You know, look, here's the thing I mean, I'm ready for a full rebuild, but I I'm, I want to make this known to Wiz fans right now. You get what you wish for, man, because rebuilds look, they already would, then we're not gonna be competitive for the next two to three. So, you know, you have to be patient enough to let us evaluate and really, re- you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, we, you know, if you really want to. Uh, you know to really work on a young team you have to be there for the bad times and that's when i learned when everybody know man like you know we get a rebuild look you get what you works for you know you got to go through that rebuild you know you have to be patient enough to let these guys develop and really let him do his job because rebuilds take a while man and you know but th- again telling answers has impressed me with the five year plan because that's telling me that you're holding not only new leadership accountable you're holding yourself accountable so look but you know look I'm very impressed with this move, not only for who we got, but who made the choice. So I'm very impressed and happy today, man.
0: Right. Yeah. So the five year plan is definitely interesting as well. They're saying that Ted wants him to write up a five year plan. I, I don't know. It, it, it's it's definitely different that he didn't, because the article says that he wants to, he wants uh, Michael Williams to present to him a five year plan. So it's interesting if he didn't already do the five year plan and then present it to Ted. You know, I would think that was some that would be something in the interview process, but. No, I'm excited for Michael Winger, too. I mean, everywhere he's been, he's been a winner. showing a good track record as well. Um, he's made some good moves, traded for Zubach. Zubach from the Lakers, I think he's a good player. was traded for uh, – or signed Reggie Jackson. I thought he played well for the Clippers as well. Norman Powell was a good pickup. Uh, Russell Westbrook looked better under the Clippers as well. So, he's he's had some guys come in and, and revive their careers for sure. Uh, the Morris twin, he looked better with the Clippers as well. Um, did He did sign John Wall, and it didn't work out there. John Wall's bought out, so – uh, but he brought up Eric Gordon. Eric Gordon played well for them. I and mean, we talked about him moving on from Luke Kennard. That was a big contract they gave him. He was able to move on from Luke, Luke Kennard. Um, so, yeah, just injuries just got in the way of his time with the Clippers. I mean, that, that's a real Tommy Shepard. You would use injuries as an excuse, but the Clippers really did have a legitimate excuse. Paul George is not being available Kwai or just being out so much. And they actually beat the Suns. We talked about this before, too. But the next game, Kawhi Leonard sits out the next three or four games. And they end up losing to the Suns with Kevin Durant. So, um, But we're going to get to more um, about the, the hiring of Michael Winger. But we're going to get to some uh, a couple of small parts of Josh Robbins' article from The Athletic that gave some more information about the hiring of Michael Winger and what, uh, what, what, uh, what he's able to do now. But before we do get into that, today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful, just like the Nats or the Orioles. The Orioles are playing really good baseball right now, so it shouldn't be stressful to buy tickets to that. Or the Mystics. The Mystics, they've been playing well. They won the championship not too long ago, so get some Mystics tickets as well using the app GameTime. Time Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals and last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun You'll have flash deals and last-minute tickets. Easy to find and buy tickets on the Game Time app for every kind of event in your area. Lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, job loss, prote- job loss protection, et cetera. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. And you get images of your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use code locked on NBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code locked on NBA for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, so um, I would have I would have been fine if they just hired him as the as the regular GM, but I like this title for him too. So he still has to find a uh, GM. So it could be guys like um, Trajan Langdon, or um, you know, still could be somebody like Milton Newton. So um, I just want to pull up the article from Josh Robbins, and we both can react to that. So. Uh, quote from the article, he says, Ted Leonson's plans to give, and we are live, by the way, we're going to read some comments after this part, after this segment. So quote from the article says, Ted Leonson's plans to give Michael Winger a wide latitude to expand and revamp the Wizards infrastructure and potentially launch a full rebuild, a uh, full rebuild, I almost, I had to stutter because I heard that, full rebuild of the roster, said league sources who were granted anonymity because Winger's hiring through though agreed to in principle has not been made official yet. According to a league source, Winger will have full authority over constructing and perhaps deconstructing the Wizards roster and the front offices within monumental basketball, Winger will be required to submit a five-year plan to Leonces for approval, then update the plan for after each year. Most importantly, Leonces would not be against a rebuild if that's the route Winger wants to take a league source said. So uh, what's your thought, thoughts on that with on Ted's part saying that uh, he would not be against a full rebuild.
1: Again, those are sweet words in my head, man. I mean, like, like this morning, I almost choked up on my coffee, man, because I heard you know, I read it, I said, Full rebuild. <laughs> what I mean, that I mean, we have options now. I mean, a full rebuild, you still got to be smart how you get into that rebuild, you know, you still got to be methodical and strategic how you get into that full rebuild. And even, if, and here's the thing, they might not even go for a full rebuild, they may go for a retool, which is you know. Maybe you bring back KP. Maybe you sign in trade Kuz, Try to get a point guard. You know, try to get another first round pick. Try to hit a you know a couple guys in this draft. You know, a retool wouldn't be a bad idea. But a full rebuild, like I said, um, you know, a full rebuild I think would be a good thing for this franchise to start a new era. To, you know, develop a young core and then add the pieces necessary, you know, when you need to. But again, you know, we you know this fan base has to be ready to be patient, man, because look, you know, rebuild. <laughs> It, takes, it can take time, and if it's done right. But here's the thing. This is why I don't think it's going to take time because when you have a competent front office, then, you know, especially when you don't know how to evaluate, you know, rebuilds, you, you, it could be quick, you know, especially we hit on one or two picks in this draft. So we have options, man. But the like I said about Ted, man, Ted, he looked at the writing on the wall. You know, he, the thing is you have to rebuild or you have to build the team right. You know, you, you have to. And there's been many examples in this league, especially in the Eastern Conference. If you look at, you know, Cleveland, you know, when you're looking at Golden State. you Look, Golden State's where they are because they built through the draft and they added those pieces necessary when they had to. You know, Clay, Steph, you know, all of them were drafted, you know, especially Draymond was a second round pick. You know, so if you look at the fact that our last second round pick is average one point, and I don't, I think the Spanish League is something. <laughs> so, you know, you, you got to get the most out of your draft picks. Yeah, no, this yeah. is. At oh lord yeah I know <laughs> so you have to really hit through the draft man especially you have to really take second rounders and get value out of them you know so competent leadership in the front office I can't say it enough man and the fact that he's given him the autonomy to do whatever he wants to do or whatever he seems fit for this franchise is sweet news my but, but uh, you know my thing is is I don't see a full rebound, I see a retool because I do think that you have a, a foundation here. You know, I'm not now, obviously, you know, Bradley Bill being, you know, being the guy long term is definitely going to be a question going into the offseason. Mm-hmm. You know, it's definitely going to be a question because if you go through a rebuild, then, you know, Brad's not going to stay through a rebuild. I mean, maybe because he got his bag. But, you know, as far as, you know, hitting that check, you know, checking that box of winning a championship, you know, three, three to five year rebuilding it ain't happening here. So, you know, you could. Start to see a lot of rumors, and you are you already seeing the, all you know these mock trades online about Bradley Bill. But you know you could see us move Bradley Bill, especially if you know this new general manager and our new president of basketball operations wants to go for it. So there's options here, man. You know, signing trade coups, You know, just there's options with KP. You know, but we gotta be smart. We gotta make the right move. So you know, overall, man, I'm very very happy because again, full autonomy. You know, t- you know, Telehanes is saying, look, do your thing. He is given you know leeway and that's what we've been asking for for a long time is give the front office leeway to make those necessary moves when you need to make them so now yeah, i'm very happy man i'm very happy this is a step in the right direction man
0: yeah so ted's getting a change of heart man i think he's finally realizing you know that you have to do something different to build a team you can't just try to play on the margins and stick with solid three and just try to you know sign uh you know mid-level free agents and make marginal trades here and there so um, you just got to pick a direction. You either got to go all the way in or or rebuild and retool and, and just, you know, go with some young guys and, and let's develop. So, um, and Michael Winger, he's found a way to try to build around guys that he's paying a lot of money. He had to pay Kawhi Leonard a good amount of money. Nice contract. Paul George, a nice contract. But he had to find contracts that could fit around, like, you know, getting Batum on a good deal. Russell West, we're going to buy out. Uh, Norman Powell on a good deal. So making trades to help help those guys out to – you know, getting in the championship mode. I, I thought he, even, even getting Montrose Harold to the Clippers. He was the sixth man of the year with the Clippers. Lou Williams was good for the Clippers as well, even though they ended up underachieving. I still thought he did a good job building a roster around those guys. Uh, they had enough talent to compete for a championship for sure. They just underachieved. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it's huge with a change of heart for Ted to do this. You know, he just, and he knows for this, for this place, for him to get somebody of a high caliber he had to give them full autonomy. Like, even if we got Bob Myers, which I knew we weren't, um, Bob Myers is not going to come here. He Ted, Ted realized that if he really wants to get a real talent and a real GM that doesn't have any ties here, then you have to give them full power and full autonomy because nobody's going to come here and want to be uh, fully controlled or not have any say at all. You know, Tommy Shepard was probably fine with that because he's been working with – Uh, Ted Leonsis forever so you know and and under Ernie Grumfeld so he probably had no problem with that at all but um, he knew that he had to give Michael Winger full autonomy over every decision to make this place attractive you know to even give somebody for somebody to even sign up for the job so um, like I said Ava Wallace she said that he still has to hire a GM at this point Um, a lot of power a big powerful role that Winger is stepping into as well he'll be deciding the broad direction of the team and everything including a full roster overhaul is on the table as well so we'll see personally i don't think that he's going to start off with a rebuild that's just my my gut feeling but you just never know he's so got to make his decision with kp and coos you got to make a decision with of course the guys on the roster and young guys what do you do with denny What do you do with johnny what do you do with Corey? same thing with west is west's job back on the on the um on the chopping block or is, is there a debate is he thinking about that too you know so how much is full control i want to see what michael winger definitely does to start off
1: yeah, it's definitely gonna be interesting where they go, man. But I mean, there's a there's a few factors that can kind of point out to why they wouldn't do a full rebuild and maybe a retool. Because I mean, they just added those luxury course side suites, man. And you're not <laughs> look you're trying to fill those up with a rebuild. You are gonna man? This That's gonna be true. hard. You know? I mean, I think that you have pieces here that you can use towards a retool. Like I'm not saying that you know this team is trash by no means, but. Are we, you know, we're in a gray area, you know, we're, 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 we're too bad to really get those top five picks, but then we're too good. You know, you know what I'm saying? So it's just, I think it's gonna be a ritual, man. i really doing it, but I I'm sitting easy now because you have competency in front office. That's my biggest thing is, um, you have, oh, I, <laughs> um, you have competency in the front office, man. We didn't, we haven't always had that. You have a guy who comes from pedigree. Sam Presti, man, is one of those iconic GMs out there. that knows what he's doing. Danny Ferry, the list goes on. You know the moves he made in LA. You know those are good moves. If you look at the the cap situation with the Clippers, those are outstanding moves because you know they dealt with. They haven't had first rounders in LA between them and the Lakers for the last thirty years. Right. So because they trade them every year. So you know. So I love it, man. I love this move. But looking at it, you know, there's like I said, he's got to make the right decisions though, because you have a lot of decisions to make. Going forward, number one, West Sunsell. You know, West is coaching for his job because you best believe, man, if they start slow, look, West might be up out of there because look, he has no link. You know, the new president of basketball operations, there's no link between them. So, you know, I mean, you can play this whole West Sunsell's dad, but look, if you ain't winning, I don't care what your last name is, man, you're gonna get fired. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, you know, West is coaching for his job. Uh, Bradley Bill, I'm trying to tell you, um, he has value. And I don't think he's untradeable. I think that the right situation, you know, I think that you may see Bradley Bill. I'm I'm 50-50, honestly, in predicting that because I think there's a chance you can move Bradley Bill because I don't see him staying during rebuild, man. You know, in this stage of his career, he wants to win a chip. So, you know, three to five years, he's not waiting for all that. So you could move him. Kuz, you know, we go through a rebuild, a retool. want to stay? No, I don't think so. Side and trade. You know, KP, I'm 50-50. So he's got a lot of options. But again, you you hit the nail on the head earlier. What does he do with his young core? Does he see the value in his young core that Tommy did? And that's a big question, too. Because Denny, he's on the contract year. You know, you know, Johnny Davis, you know, he had a rough year, man. But he there's some upside to him. Enough to you could throw him into a trade. You know, what do you do with the expiring contracts in Monte Morris and Delon Wright? You know, is he you know, does he see the same value in Gafford that Tommy did? You so know, there's a lot of questions, man, because you you know what gaff going to in an extension. You know what is his vision in the modern center? You know, does he want gap? A lot of questions going forward. You could see a very different roster going into the next season. But that's the thing, man. I'm, I'm excited and not kind of like oh, because you got good leadership now. So let's go get that GM. Let's go get this. It was work on the scouting department and let's let's go. Let's get it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and does he does he bring in a whole different scouting department? Does he bring in a whole new developing? Uh, department as well you know who does he like in the draft uh who does he still does he is he fond of monte morris does he want to find a way to move monte morris yeah uh, those are some big moves kyle coos we talked about him a bunch of times what does he want to do with coos um and yeah i mean brad may hear some things that he may not like the new vision for michael Winner so he may be like hey i'm, I'm ready to move on There's a whole new staff new people so i think we should just move on but who knows brad may like it and may want to stay so there's a lot of things up in the air right now but uh, we're gonna get some comments here. So there's a lot of happy people, a lot of people celebrating in the comments for sure. So, uh, before we do get to that, we have a quick word from Brandon.
1: <laughs> I was gonna say it real quick, I'm gonna tell Brad, no, you don't like it. This, you don't like it, man. <laughs> 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 Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dog, man. I'm a big fan of Bird Dog, man. I got me a couple of pairs of shorts from Bird Dog, man. I'll tell you, there's three main areas that I'm talking about when it comes to Bird Dog, man. Fit, they look better and they feel good, man. I'm trying to tell you, they're very, very comfortable. Comfort, they stretchy fabric, man. It makes you look great, and they're comfier than most other shorts and pants that I own personally. And versatility, they give me the freedom to wear one pair of shorts and pants on the golf course, to a meeting, a date with my wife, or hanging out with friends. So you know, very very comfortable. I'm a huge fan of Bird Dogs, man. I can't stress enough how comfortable they are. And and you know, there's a lot of celebrities that are actually wearing them. Uh, comedian Bert Kreischer, uh, he wears them. Uh, Dave Portnoy that does uh. Barcelona Sports. So it's definitely getting a lot of credibility around. But go to birddogs.com slash locked on NBA. And when you enter promo code locked on NBA, they'll throw in free custom bird dog style tumbler for every order. I got one. He got one, man. They're nice. They keep it warm or cool. So I can't recommend them enough. Bird dog. Definitely go to the website. And again, promo code locked, uh, birddog.com slash locked on NBA.
0: Yeah, so, so we're, to- so we're gonna get to some comments here and we'll wrap it up. I know we're doing it early in the day. It's about eleven twenty five, eleven thirty. We usually do it at night, but we just wanted to get in early because you know we weren't able to record last night. So we just want to thank you guys. There's eighty-two people in the chat. So I know you guys are listening uh probably during your lunch break or at work right now. So we appreciate you guys for working hard and listening in. Yes, on sir. a uh Thursday, Thursday morning. Right now. So we appreciate that. Anthony Smith, he says, darn. That's the first (laughs) comment to start it off. Jenka 119 says 24 hours late. Um, Swaggy says classic whiz move. And that that say a classic wiz that I I disagree with that because a classic whiz move would be promoting somebody within. Now, Troy Halliburton did say that it possibly could be Brett Greenberg as the new GM. So they still we still don't know who the GM is. Maybe uh Michael Winger might promote somebody from within. I'd rather him not do that. Like John Thompson the third. I do respect John Thompson the third with Georgetown. Um, I thought he was a a solid coach, but it didn't it didn't work out the last couple of years, Um, getting upset a couple of times in the first and second round. But um, I'd rather them still go outside with the general manager uh, position. So I I disagree with Swaggy that this is a classic whiz move, because typically it would be promoting somebody from within like 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 they did with Tommy Shepard. Um, Oh, yeah.
1: Classic whiz move. Oh, my bad, man. I mean, classy whiz move, would probably bringing a guy from a concession stand. A manager. <laughs> so they're definitely making progress,
0: right? uh Andre says, "Yo, my brethren," and then uh Swaggy says, "What does this mean?" So, like, like we said before, he's not the general manager; he's the president of uh bat- he's the president of basketball ap- operations. So he's been given full leadership. So he's going to be overseeing the, the Mystics, the GoGo, and the Wizards at the same time. So he's going to have the final say. He's not. The general manager, but the GM will come to him. So if he hires Trajan Langdon, Trajan Langdon will come to him for approval. Um, but of course, he'll be head of scouting and everything else. Scouting, trade, salary cap—he's going to be the head honcho over, overlooking and overseeing everything. Um, but he's not the general manager. So that—that's what it means. Uh, pre, pre, basketball operations—he—he—he's um, he, going to be that. That is his. That is his title
1: um well i mean that's a good move man because if you look at what the what titles did tommy hold both of them so yeah. you 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 need more than one perspective and voice in the front office you know when you got one guy making all the moves you have nobody's going to check anybody and say hey nah, hold on man you know we may need to think about that and that's the thing that i like about this move is that you have it's like a democracy you have more than one voice in there that cannot you know can dictate so yeah you hit great comment because Again, you know, Tommy had both positions, man, and whatever he said went, and that was a problem, so. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a good move. Sometimes you can have too many cooks in the kitchen, but I think it's a good move because he's shown that he's been able to uh, be a good leader in the front office. Um, so, I, 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 like I said, if he was hired as the the regular old general manager, I would have been fine with that. I really would have been. Um, and Uptown Dre says, who is Michael Winger? He's a guy. He was with Cleveland. He's won uh, with Cleveland. Just pulling up his resume right here. Um, got it I've got to look through my notes here but um, yeah basically he won two he had two conference finals appearance with the Cleveland Cavaliers one NBA finals appearance with the Cavs four conference finals appearance appearances with OKC one NBA finals appearance with uh, OKC as well Um, the Clippers made their first conference finals ever under Michael Winger and Lawrence Frank Uh, he did uh, he made the PG and Kawhi he made the PG trade the Paul George trade brought in Kawhi as a free agent uh, so he won everywhere. He's gone. He drafted SGA, which is huge. SGA was the 13th pick of the draft, if I'm not mistaken. You know how much we've struggled to hit outside of the third pick of the draft. Um, drafted Terrence Mann, which is a good uh, good draft as well. Um, well. Like I said, brought in Zubach, who's developed into a good center. Reggie Jackson had a renaissance career you know, with the Clippers as well. Eric Gordon. I thought that was a good move. So he's made some good moves with the Clippers. Uh, Marcus Morris looked good with the Clippers that one season. Like I said, Marcus Harrell won the sixth, year, sixth man of the year. Lou Williams had a good uh, season with the Clippers too. Um, they just underachieved because of injuries. Um, he fired Doc Rivers as well. So, I mean, you know, that, that guy's a proven winner. Doc Rivers has won a championship. But he had no problem firing Doc Rivers. Hired Tyron Lue, who was a winner. So he goes big game, get big game hunting with coaches. He just doesn't settle for nepotism or, you know, family members, stuff like that with the organization. So we'll see what he does with West junior, but, uh, that's the resume. That's just a quick, uh, resume for Michael winner, winger. Uh, hopefully he is a winner with the Wizards. So, uh, and like I said before he traded Blake Griffin too, which you can kind of compare to Bradley bill because Blake Griffin was a good player, but just not a number one on the championship team. Same thing with Bradley bill, great player, but not a number one on the championship team.
1: Yeah. But the only thing is, uh, Bill got that no trade cloth. <laughs> that, that is true. You know that that's the kicker, man. But no, nah, I mean, like you said, he, I mean his his track record speaks for itself, man. This is the guy that you want as president of the basketball operations. Somebody who knows how to navigate around the cap and just all the reasons we said before. You know he he brings competency in the front office that we desperately need. Right. Good lord.
0: Yeah, and he's gonna give. So the five year plan, um, it is it is intriguing to me. You know, I thought I thought that's something that they would do before the hiring process or during the interview. But he's going to roll out a five year plan and then each year he's going to check off a box. So it kind of like it sounds like some homework assignment a little bit. But um, Sheldon T says rebuild and rebuilds don't have to take long in the NBA. Um, Yeah, we've seen some teams rebuild pretty quickly. You look at the Cavs. They drafted uh, they drafted Garland. They traded for Jared Allen. They drafted Evan Mobley. Now look at the picks and how high they were. Evan Mobley was a top five pick garland I'm, i gotta see where he was picked, but i know he was a lottery pick at least so you had two lottery picks evan mobley hit garland hit they they hit they they're darn good players then you traded for jared allen so that's a rebuild you can look at that that they rebuilt pretty quickly you look you look at the Hawks. they were bad for a couple of years after they traded corver and horford and damari carroll and just blew jeff t they blew that team up but they went to the eastern conference finals with trey young way before the wizards had made it near the eastern conference finals so um, you see some teams that have been able to rebuild pretty quickly, and that's where we're helping with the Wizards now. If they if they just decide to still go all in with a solid three, can Michael Winger do the best to get talent around this team and make this roster, um, uh, a, a playoff team?
1: Yeah, like you said, that's that's key, man. Is utilizing what you have right now and moving the right pieces. I think Kyle Kuzma at this point is a sign trade candidate. I don't, you know, I don't see him coming back. To be honest with you, I, I, if anybody comes back. KP, I think KP will sign here long term, but Coos And maybe even I mean, like I said, Brad, you, you're, you're gonna start to hear Brad's name a lot now because you know he's got value. You know, there are let's not get it twisted. There are teams out there that want Bradley Bill. It's just what do we say that he Bradley Bill's a good two, three on the championship team, not a one, but so so somebody's gonna want to make a run and pick a bill. So let's see. <laughs> Randall Thomas said. Please move build and rebuild. Need a vision for the future and competency a- yes, sir. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Competency in the front office. Yeah, it- shoot. I'll buy Bill Dinner, man. Come on, just just wave your no trade clause, man. <laughs> Whatever you take, man. Wave right. the no trade clause.
0: Um, somebody else had a comment here too. Oh, Stuart oh oh flaherty. Now it's 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 uh it's a little x-rated with the words that he used. Um you know some profanity, but he says, "Forget a uh, five-year plan." Instead of say instead of saying "forget," he says the other word. But he says, "Forget a five-year plan." They've been on a five-year plan for forty-five years.
1: Yeah, but come on, man. Like, what was the complaint? What was the last complaint? They don't have a plan. They don't know what they're doing. Now they got a plan, and you're mad that they got a plan. Like, what, what do you want, man? Like, <laughs> they got a plan. I mean, I, I don't get that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you we'll want to have a plan. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we, don't, we still don't know what the plan is. Yeah, because he's got to submit the five year plan in and get it approved by Ted, you know, so I don't we, we'll see. I'm intrigued to see what it is. Uh, it, it could be rebuilt. It could be going all in with the solid three. And th- this is this is where somebody this is somebody who actually doesn't want us. He doesn't want the Wizards to rebuild, which he's probably in a minority. There are some people who uh, do want the Wizards to continue with Bradley Bill and try to win games and um, you know, Chris Miller, who who's been on the show before, he he's he's probably one of those people, uh, or he is one of those people. Chris Hutchins says, "I wish people stop talking rebuild. We don't need a rebuild. The issue. We'll probably wrap it up on here. The other comments that are that are left off, we're gonna, um, we do have a couple mailbag episodes, but we'll probably continue and, and look at your comments for the next episode. But uh, Chris Hutchins says, "I wish people stop talking rebuild. We don't need a rebuild. The issues. We need a point guard, floor general." Look at who's won championships, the quarterback, the person that runs the offense. So uh, what are your thoughts on that statement? And we'll wrap it up.
1: I mean, I, I agree, but I don't, I mean, I get it, man. You don't need to, I mean, it's, we want a new fresh start in DC and it makes sense with a rebuild to kind of bring along and develop a young core, but a retool. I'm not against either. You have pieces here, but you just need to make the right moves, but, You know, to keep what we got going on outside, yeah, I don't get the people to think that we're going to keep Kuzma and KP and and think that keeping the same people is going to be different results. It's like Mm -hmm. playing Frogger, man. Like, how many times – I mean, you might get to the other side, but come on, like, what what are we doing, man? Like, the same thing? (laughs) We we did the same thing last year. And where we get? We were watching a play-in from the house. So I'm Mm -hmm. just saying, nah, man. Nah, I mean, I get Retool. I get that. And I I actually agree. But rolling with the same cast? Good God. I mean, Mm -hmm. no. There needs to be changes. Whether you, I mean, it needs to be changes. I mean, it does. We need major changes because Bradley Bill's a guy, who ain't gonna work. I don't care how many years we're gonna try. How many, how many years we're gonna try to I mean, he ain't the guy. Like, I mean, he ain't the guy. He's not the guy. So why stop trying to do that, man? It's like trying to run, you know, drive up a one way street. Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. What are you doing? So yeah, I, yeah, I, I retool, I get, but, you know, the notion that we're gonna bring it back with the same cast is, is lunacy to me. It, it makes no sense because it didn't work so why would it work n- next year so
0: yeah yeah you just won 35 games you didn't even make the play in you couldn't even make the play in with the solid three so it just doesn't make a lot of sense to run it back um and then the year before you didn't win with brad you didn't make the playoffs again you won 35 games back-to-back games with bradley Bills, the number one guy even the play-in even when you did make the play in with russell westbrook you won 34 games so um, just, just having Brad as the number one guy, they just haven't been able to do it. I know it's a new GM, so he may be, he may be able to make some more moves maneuver some things, but, um, even if you do make the playoffs, it's kind of like a dead end. You, you just, you, you just don't look better than any of the You watching the games right now, look at the Miami heat, the way they play basketball, the physicality, the physicality and the way that they're coached The wizards, they, they probably get swept or, or lose four one. To be honest with you, even the Bucks who lost it, he they it looks like an uphill battle against them. They probably get swept, a gentleman swept, even a Celtics. So they they just watching the games right now. If you watch the games, they just have a little, they have a little ways to go. To be honest with you, so uh, Michael Winger, he definitely has his hands full with this job, depending on the direction he takes. Um, but yeah, it just it just building with Bradley Bill right now. It, it's just I'm not gonna say a dead end, but it, it's just it, it, the the optimism for them making real noise in the Eastern Conference is very, very slim. It really is. So, um I, I, I a lot of people are just ready for a rebuild, just a fresh start, a different direction, building through the draft because the one time we were really successful is when we built through the draft and we had top picks and John Wall and Bradley Bill. That's when we hit our peak at that time. So that's why a lot of people want to see a rebuild because right now we're just we're just not going anywhere. We're just mid. We're not getting a top pick. We keep getting the ninth pick, or the eighth pick, or the tenth pick, or the eleventh pick, or whatever, fifteenth pick, and we're not even getting to the Eastern Conference Finals. And we're not getting top tier talent. We're just getting rotational players year after year after year, um, doing the same thing. So it's, it's just a treadmill right now. So, um, but Brandon, do you have anything else that you want to add or, or or say?
1: Uh no, man, you hit all all points, man. You hit all of them. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> You, I mean, let me ask this before we go. I'm going to ask everybody this question. I want you guys to ponder this. When's the, oh, all right, look sorry, at the last
0: thing p- that Chris, I didn't say about the point. Guard. Yes, they do need a point guard. We all agree on that. Um, They need a floor general. And there's, there's not oh, a lot yeah. of these out there. I mean, Fred Van Vliet is a guy that might be available. But once again, how, how much how much of the needle is he, he going to move? And then you got to draft, a guy. It could be Anthony Black or Sean Wallace. How much expectations are you really going to put a rookie to, to to catapult us into the playoffs? I mean, let's just be honest here. I like Jalen Hood Stefano from Indiana yeah. as well but you got to pump the brakes on a rookie so like how much can you really expect from those guys um and Chris Paul I like him too but he's 39 40 years old on on the tail end of his career so there's just not a lot of options for a point guard to come in here and just change change the franchise
1: well I mean think about it like this man look at the last 5 champions which one of those teams built exclusively through free agency and and trading none look I mean you got to have a young core that you develop you look at the bucks they drafted Giannis, man, when he was weighing like 60 pounds. And <laughs> you seen Giannis' first year? I'm just saying they developed them. And then when it was time to add those pieces, they did so, which was the trade for Drew Holiday, you know, bringing in, you know, really a really good move in Chris Middleton because he was an unknown in Detroit, relatively. I mean, you have to build through the draft, man. And so whether retool or rebuild, we've got to make changes because we cannot keep doing the same stuff. And we're not going to because you got a fresh perspective in the front office. so. You know, yeah, it's a good move right now, man, but don't get it twisted. We definitely need to make some changes and some moves, so.
0: Yeah. Oh, and then this is a this is a counter to what, what we just said. Stewart says, half of the teams in the conference finals were playing teams. Yeah. Um, But like I said, Eric Spolster's the coach. We don't have Eric Spolster. Jimmy Butler is just – when he plays in the playoffs, he's just a different – he's a different person. He's just a different person. We don't have LeBron. We don't have A.D., those guys can turn it on. And, you know, LeBron, It is he's about to retire or maybe next year. But, you know, you just have a chance with LeBron. You just do. You have a chance. Every year you're going to have a chance with LeBron. He elevates people. He makes people better. Um, you got AD. We just don't have that caliber uh, of players on the roster right now. We just don't. And, and like I said, the Heat culture, they're just different. They're able to elevate guys. Max Strews, Caleb Martins of the world, they've just been able to do that and get the best of guys. Maybe Michael Winger can do it. So maybe we be optimistic in that way. Like I said, I'm not – if they really want to go in and win, Go ahead and do it. I'm for it. Like I said, I wanted them to beat the Hawks. And we played the Hawks last year two two times in a row. We lost. We played the Raptors. We laid an egg, and we lost that game, too. So, I wanted them, like I said, I was all in. If they wanted to win, sure, go ahead and do it. But if they're going to play like that and be 35-47, I don't want to see that every year. So, I mean, yes, there were some teams in the plan that did make it up, like the Heat and the Lakers. But once again, we just don't have that personnel, and we don't have that coaching um, in this organization at the moment.
1: Yeah, and, I, and you know, I know we're getting a little late here, man, so I'm going to say this before we roll, man. Um the, need, the new president and the new general manager, they need to be stern and, and look and, and just look at the situation and say, look, we need to make moves. Bradley Building need to have that conversation. Like, look, this is what we're trying to do. And if if you want a part of it, cool. If not, get them up out of here. Get what you can for them. Get them up out of here. Same thing with Kuz and KP. If you want to roll with us to a rebuild or retool, cool. Welcome to the club. But if not, Find a, find a place for them to get value. You know, young guys, you know, look at – they're going to value with the young guys. And, look, Denny's on expiring, so there's a lot of decisions, man. A lot of decisions because, it, you know, look, we, we ain't in it yet. It just started. You know, to get this franchise turned around and to make the moves we need to make, especially just get into the off season, it's going to be a wild ride, man. So, definitely stay tuned and put your seatbelt on, man, because it's going to be a wild offseason for the Wizards, man. Right. So <laughs> –
0: all right, we want to thank you guys for tuning in. Um, Stuart Oflaherty says, great show. Um, Somebody else says, shout out to you guys for bringing the content and information. I lost that comment because there's a good amount of comments. Here. Oh, Anthony Smith. He says, and shout out to Ed and Brandon on these updates if possible. Outlooks on the team, very much neat. I know there's not a lot of people covering Wizards basketball. ESPN doesn't want to do it. I don't blame them Uh <laughs> and, uh, uh you know, other uh, other uh networks. So we're always here talking about the Wiz. Whatever happens, we're going to be here. So make sure you guys tune in, subscribe, and hit the notification bell on YouTube. Also, subscribe wherever you guys get a podcast. Hail to the Wizards. Peace.